Hello, I'm Red. And I'm Tiff. And we're, and we're the, the Fashion, fashion geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Welcome to another round. We are Hello. the Fashion Geeks. Hello. Hello. I'm, I'm Reg Ferguson, creator of New York Fashion Geek, a.k.a. for the podcast, Fashion Geek number one, to my side, ride or die on the right. Tiffany Minitel Schreiber, Fashion Geek number two. Oh yeah. All right, Tiff. I hear we're having a Tiff takeover today. Yes, yes. I decided. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry if I hurt y'all's ears. I'm a little excited. I, I could tell. Hey, Tiff, you know what I just realized? No, what? We're like the... We're, we're really on the same wavelength because this is a Sunday. Yep. We have no problem revealing that. And uh, we both did a, a casual steeze of a sweater. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, and jeans. And dungarees. Oh, dungarees. Uh, jeans. Most normal people call them jeans. I'm normal. Dungarees. <laughs> Shout out to my grandpa. I love yours. I love. They're kind of oh, like a gray. Yeah, they're gray. No, they're they gray. gray. No, they're gray. They're gray. These Red are my. Juice? I love those. Thank you. These are my rain jeans because we had inclement weather. Are they? Do they have Go some waterproof? No, 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 no. I, ladies and gentlemen, I advise everyone to do this. When you have a rainy day. You need a pair of rain pants, so to speak. So if it's rainy day and it's a weekend, I pull out my dungarees. What are they? Levi's. Oh, they're beautiful. Thank you very much. So you're rocking kind of sort of two shades of gray going on, and I love that. I love... Oh, thank you. It's not a monochrome because clearly, you know, you've got two different shades, but it sort of is all... It is a gray to match the day. It's a gray... (laughs) Yes, it's a gray day. See how I did that? Yeah, it was pretty slick. Sometimes I can rhyme. Now, your your sweater. Don't is, you like it? Yeah, it's very nice. It's one of my fashion finds from, uh. from a big shopping spree. That that wonderful <laughs> oh store gosh. I found on the Upper East Side. Oh, the uh, the one that has a name like the club. Uh, what was it called? Uh, foxes. The the, yes, Foxes. I was like the one with the animal name. I love me some Foxes. foxes. This sweater is, was very... I think Foxes was out on Long Island. That's what I think now. It was a club. It was a club? Day. It was, for real. Wow. Foxes. This is definitely, this is a shopping club. Four levels, y'all. <laughs> For the ladies out there, I know this is an everyday menswear <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but I know you ladies are listening. Absolutely. You have to check out Foxes. And they're not just on the Upper East Side. They're in Brooklyn. They're out on the island. Apparently, they've got stores in, uh, up uh, up in like the up north of the city. Westchester West County. Out, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not a <laughs> up yonder. Up yonder, I'm not. I'm not a, familiar with the geography north of uh, of the Bronx. So just you know, forgive me. Forgive me. Yikes! I don't even live in Manhattan. I live in Queens. Yes, you so. do, Q Borough. Um. So we have uh, gotten back on the horse. We went away for a little while, but uh, we're back. Back at it. Back at it. Absolutely. For our episode twenty, Reg. Wow. We've hit twenty. I feel good. Pretty amazing. Yes, it is. And to bring in our episode 20, uh, I'm going to take over. I'm going to give you a little little time off. Thank you. I'm going to stretch my legs. Yeah, relax a little bit. Kind of tall. Yeah, Reg is uh, working hard there for a while, but uh, <laughs> finally time for, me to, time for me to take over a little bit and, and uh, bring forth some knowledge. Break it down. All right. Ooh. Well, the first thing and the most important thing, I think, uh, in this uh, day and age that we need to talk about, and not day and age, uh, there's something going on in the fashion industry that Pretty we that, that we need to, I think, discuss. And, you know, it would be remiss of us if we didn't talk about it. 
Well, what did you have in mind? Uh, I guess we can call it um, the racial insensitivity in the fashion industry. I think that's very accurate. <laughs> right? I think those are your words, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> quote and unquote from Reg. Thank and you. Uh, I have to say, it is it does merit discussion. And... Um, I'm down. It's, the past two years, the, the fashion industry has been called to question on some of its items that have been put out for uh, consumption. And uh, I have to say, a forerunner in the fashion industry, Dapper Dan, finally put his foot down and said, enough is enough. And uh, brought forth a, uh, a a summit of some kind, right? He, yes. I want to start there. Sure, this, and I can chime in whenever you need me to. Because... I will. This man um, who basically taught himself the fantasy fashion industry, his story is amazing. We covered him in another episode. So yes, I we're actually, we really, this is a shout out. It's really more of an SOS. Hallwell Robeson, help me. Mm. We're, trying to, we're trying to do this. Mr. Jelani Day, please. Yeah, we really want to do. We really want to have Dapper Dan on the show. I would love it. We will. We're working on it. That's why we need to figure out our mobile capabilities. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our producer has perked up. I've been rock, I've been talking with my producer, y'all, about hey, you know, people come to Brooklyn. That's where our studio is, but we need to sometimes go to Muhammad. Mm. Muhammad Dapper Dan. Oh, how interesting. Well, working on it, working on it. I, that would be fun. I don't even want to jinx myself. Oh, gosh. Why are we talking about this? So about this to da- about back to, to Dapper Dan, uh, this man, his story impresses me so much. Uh, I am self-taught as far as uh, designing uh, patterns and designing uh, what I used to do is design costumes. And I even designed clothing for myself to wear. I just dabbled in it a little bit. Mine was mostly designing costumes. But I know how hard it is. And I know... Uh, to teach yourself, you really have to be invested and have a passion. And this man did. And the things, the challenges, you know, we go, we go, we go into it deep in, in one of our past episodes. So make sure you, you look back and you listen. Episode six. Episode six. Thank you very much. <laughs> but who's counting? But it, uh, let's do present day. He, he called forth uh, fashion design house Gucci to let's we, we got to talk well, about why this. did he because why don't we take a step back why uh, did he too? Be, because they put out a sweater uh balaclava is what's yes, called it, it was a balaclava yeah. jumper yeah that was a fashion word of the day which uh you pull the collar up and it looked like the blackface sambo it was so obvious i can't even talk about it it was so i couldn't even believe well, it and of can, course uh, the world ignited in in outrage because particularly because the social media has made has made the world so much yeah. closer. Yep. In news, whether it's accurate or inaccurate, so accessible. Unbeknownst to you, I went to Macy's a few weeks ago for Black History Month, and Dapper Dan essentially was a Dapper Dan speaker event. Yes, yeah. you, you forwarded that. I could not make it, but yes. I really wanted to be there yes. because... I made it. I went there. Did you shake sold, hands? Sold out event. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no, no. But you got to hear him. Yes, I got to hear him, and that was important, and that's why, again, I'd really love to have you on the show. <laughs> Reggie can't so, hear you. You got to speak that up. Love to have you on the show, Mr. Dan. There we go. So, so I actually was there to witness, you know, to witness him breaking things down. And I, I'm totally para, uh, paraphrasing, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, of course Dapper Dan and, and, the, and the crew, the family. But essentially, he was like, "This will be handled. 
the CEO was coming to Harlem that week. The CEO of, CEO of, of Gucci, Gucci, yes, to be flying clear. from Italy, yes, to meet with him and other heads, like big time names in Harlem, the the industry, to sit down and have a discussion about this. This has to stop. There has to be. You have to create jobs uh, for for young people to to move up and learn the business, unlike he had. You also have to create a council. I th- they're called councils, committees, so that things like this get noticed. They don't pass through unnoticed and get out there for mass consumption. Uh, and he took Gucci to task, and they came back. He was like, you're going to come back with remedies, what you're going to do to make changes in the industry, to make uh, jobs available for the less fortunate, the, the, the ones who can't pay money, big-time money, to go to these big-time design schools, but they, they can learn the trade. It's a trade. You know, right. you've got to create these opportunities for anyone and everyone. But particularly for people of color, let's be clear. And, and he demanded that, and Gucci came back with, this is what we're going to do. And other brands also followed suit. So. Well, at the speaker event, he made it clear, and again, I, I don't want to misappropriate, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he said, when these situations happen, we have to make them pay. So I think also there was a big immediate outrage as well, because let's be clear about something else that you haven't mentioned. There is a collab with Dapper Dan and Gucci. I mean, we discussed it in our yes. episode. We've met, so yeah. this, this isn't happening in the ether. This isn't happening... He's not coming in from out of left field. He has a relationship. And I think he was also probably challenged. And I think that's why he really took the the assertive stance at the speaker event. Because I think he was being called to... He was. Yeah, repudiate them or, or Everyone, drop ties, sever ties. And he was like, that's not happening. Big artists were burning their Gucci items in protest. Mm. So... Uh, I just have a watch. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have back, any. Uh, I don't have the, anything. Back in the day, classic joint. <laughs> I was. I never really was into Gucci. It was one out of my price range, and uh, I just. I don't know. I didn't. It, I guess because it was out of my price range, I didn't see anything that I particularly needed or had to have. So, the fact that he's at the epicenter of this, I found to be extremely interesting. I'm sure he was conflicted because of his business dealings with Gucci, his recent collabo, his his line. Uh, he was in, he is in the perfect position to be the man to take the bull by the horns and make a change and make a difference and call for all of these big fashion houses to do something, to make a change. Certainly. I think what's interesting is... Whether it's a brand or if we just look at the history of this country, in terms of advertising, there has been uh, – there have – ooh, pardon me. In our past, in our history, there have been amazingly disparaging images of black people, as Sambo's particularly, to sell products. Yep. Amazing. But I, I, what I, I just don't understand how it's, why it's used today. Like, why did these, these different fashion, big time fashion industries go, go to that? Did they not understand? Well, it's not Gucci. 
solely it's D and G. They've been they've been in a situation. Burberry's been in a situation. Prada's been in a situation. H and M. H and M. Yes, that was the other uh, it's one. Been, yeah, it's been a situation as well. I think what is happening is people continue to have an insensitivity towards people who do not look like them, and to be shocking, to be graphic, all of a sudden comes at our expense. Katy Perry. I mean, even Katy. I was going to say even Katy Perry. Even Katy Perry. <sighs> there aren't. She people, should know better. She's all of them not should, well, European. All of them. All of them should know better. They, Listen, in Asia, there used to be a toothpaste called Darky. No. Absolutely. And there was a Sambo on that tube. You could look it up. So this has been going on for a long time, and unfortunately, it still persists. The why, the why is because we are not taken seriously as a market, particularly with the significant disposable income that we have, and I think still our inability to guide it in the right direction. People of color do not operate in a monolith. I'm very well aware of that. I understand that. Certainly. What do you mean by don't operate in a monolith? Meaning that we're not single-minded. We don't make a single choice. We have a diversity. People want to do whatever they want to do. And that's, that's fine. That's okay. I certainly think it is important, though, to know what people are saying about you and where you should put your money. Absolutely. My late grandfather always used to say that you're the consumer. You're always in control. Mm. And I feel like even when we talk about fashion finds and before stuff his like time, that, he was before his time. He was a very smart man. He's still to this day. He's one of my heroes. So, how to be a man? How to be satorally sharp? Blah 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 blah. So, just understanding that. Do you go and burn the stuff? I don't know. But do you make conscious decisions? Maybe not to make purchases. Yes, you could. Do you now listen to this point plan and go, I'm going to give them a waiting period or all is forgiven? There's so many different ways to approach this. But the one thing I darn sure know is that I would never consciously purchase items for a brand that have inflammatory images and signals about my race to the point of detriment and buffoonery. But this has always happened. This is not new. Is this not? Is it just now coming to the foreground because of so many ways, so many ways social media is, is now out there. Things can't just fall through the cracks anymore. Right. Things happen. Well, that's why I said, I mean, information, misinformation. So it's not like occurs. this all of a sudden has just started happening. It's been going on, but because of, Instagram and Facebook. And it's not just black folks. And I mean, the D&G issue yep, with China. Yep. I read about so, that. I was like. And they are, see, to me, here's a big difference between African-American spending power and that market. They're not playing around. No, they stopped buying. I mean, and right. they've really. In mass. Dolce & Gabbana, had, their bottom line has really been hit by the fact that the Chinese people as a whole are not buying that brand Anymore. It befuddles me why black and brown people cannot also mobilize on an issue like this. Mm. That's why I find concerning. I, it, why everyone as a human being 
cannot mobilize on a issue. This has got to stop. It has to stop. Now, I have a question for you. Certainly. With this, uh, I'll call it a summit between uh, Dapper Dan and uh, the, the head honcho at, at Gucci and fellow community leaders, do you think um, the changes uh, put forth by Gucci and, you know, other big names are starting to fall in line as well, they, uh, they're putting together councils of diversity within their fashion houses as well, um, do you think it's going to work? I think it can work. I think what also has to happen is that if there is more diversity in the executive ranks and mm. the design ranks. It has to happen. Maybe maybe we wouldn't have these sorrowful things fall through the cracks. I, uh, I would certainly agree. Yeah, you, I think that, well, I can't even understand how uh, particularly looking at Gucci's sweater right now. This fell through the cracks. I don't understand that. How? And then Prada's display? I mean, how did that fall through the cracks? Mario Balotelli is a premier soccer player. He is Italian. His family is originally from Africa. I think he was, I think originally he played for Inter. And when they, when the fans, right? He is, he is Italian. <laughs> Speaks the language. When the fans had beef, they threw bananas on the field. So understand this. Understand this. Hmm. I can't understand it. That's why. I mean, I saw this image the first time I saw this image, and it was so shocking. And I was like, how? The question, how? How is this out on the shelves? But I think you hit on something. How can this get by some one person's eyes? My hair went up on the back of my neck when I saw this. Like I had a visceral, visceral reaction. Like, oh no, 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 no! This is this is not right. And I'm glad, but I think also to be clear for the listeners, I'm African American. You are not. I'm glad that you have that reaction. And unfortunately for me, I'm so desensitized. I rolled my eyes and it was another day in the office. Mm. Mm. So what is that? What is that saying? That says something very sorrowful about our human existence to this, to this day. I love clothing. I've made a choice to be a fashion consultant. I take all comers. I don't care what you look like. Literally, I really don't. I don't care your body type. I just want us to get along, and I want to make you look fly. Mm. I would never consciously be involved in anything that would be derogatory towards my client. And I couldn't imagine representing any brands that viewed me less than. So, uh, shall we say it? Gucci is not going to be your recommended list of items for any of your clients <laughs> for well, a long you, time. Well, I told you, I only have a watch. So, I mean, but that's, you know, clearly it's all subjective, right? I just, it's not my steez. Right. Clearly, I've been following them. We talked about Dapper Dan and we still do ad nauseum. Yep. We gave a lot of love in our episode. Clearly, we are thirsty to do an interview. If we haven't said that enough. <laughs> We're a parent. And we're going to be talking more about him in a little bit. So, and I love, I love this collabo, but I, I, I'm intrigued about his approach. 
I am. But he said, when this happens, we make them pay. And again, I, you know, I don't want to paraphrase it, but I was there at the event, and I was like, "Woo!" It was very, it was a very interesting event. I don't want to, you know, this is your episode, so I don't want to take away from it. Well, no, but, this is our episode. I understand, but it's TIFF takeover, so it was really, it was really intriguing because again, there's so many different ways to approach this. And to reiterate, I think the reason why he was so aggressive is because I don't take him to be a big social media cat. His but, son. His right. son is. No, certainly. But my point Jelani is. Day. But I, I believe he was hearing a lot of, what are you going to do? Right. Or are you going to break because out? Because of are his you gonna break out? Right. Are you going to yeah. break out? <laughs> this is, somebody's got to say something. Right. Somebody has it's to a do big, something. It is a big collabo. Yeah. Big. And he is in the position, I think a great position, to really do what I think he's always wanted to do with his life. And that is make change happen. Yes, I agree. And I think this man can do it. I asked you, do you think change will happen? Do you think this is going to work? I think it will, but... I I think so, too. I do. To a certain degree. But I think there has to be, after him, someone else. I think it can't just be Dapper Dan stepping up. I think it has to be more people. And bringing in... The making them pay for it, hit them in, hit them where it hurts, and that's in the dollar bill. Don't buy the brand. That's I agree with that. I'm all about civil disobedience. <laughs> so, and that's the best way to do it, right there. Yeah, your money, your money speaks your exactly. Money so, a very interesting, I think, segment of our show today, and I'm glad we touched base about it because it's Certainly. important. It's important. I, I would, I would hope that in before I die, I see significant change in this world where humans are humans and everybody is loved, loved and respected for being human in the same way. And there's no prejudice. That's what I dream. I dream of that for our world. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great dream and sentiment to have. I want to add on to something. We had a previous episode. We talked about Macy's. I didn't mention this. But I think it's an interesting link and angle. My mom took me to Macy's once, and she bumped into an old friend who I've actually seen since my mom passed. I wanted to connect with him. I knew him by his his nickname. The modeling, we don't really talk about this, but the modeling world, again, great prejudice. Yep. Not too many people of color have entered that realm and had longevity. The individual I'm talking about was the first African-American model to grace GQ. When I was a little kid, my mom took me to Macy's. She's buying me, I believe, an Izod sweater. And she bumps into this guy. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And they're talking and everything, blah, 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 blah. Decades later, I bump into this man near Carnegie Hall. I call him by his nickname. So he turns. He's looking at me. I explained who I am. I explained about my mom. And I told, he was like, how do you remember all that? Because to be honest, it was 40, you know, 40 years ago. So I was like, it was important for my mom to introduce me to you because you were the first. And we don't have, to this day, we don't have a wealth of African-American or Latino 
fashion models. I'm seeing more and more every day, and it, it's it's. But makes it's a me... chip away, a chip away, yeah. a chip away, a chip away. It's not happening fast enough. He, they had an anniversary edition in GQ, and forgot forgot to <laughs> shout out this guy initially. It was amazing. It was sad, and this guy is the Jackie Robinson of fashion modeling. So super cool. I have a photo. I've never posted on Insta. You gonna say his name? I probably or what? will. What? <laughs> well, I know him. I know him as you Ren- are the king of dragging it on <laughs> and leaving little breadcrumbs. Come I, on. I know him as Rennie. Rennie. Yes, but his his real name is Renald. Renald. I, I can't even think about his last name. I'm just drawing a blank because I okay. just. Okay. But everybody, Renault. you can get on the Google and yes. search him. Yeah, and I have Do a photo. It. Like I said, I haven't Blow posted him up. it. I'm, I'm going to, but. It's just all about it's all about the access and the power mm-hmm. and having it not look and reflect us. Let's hope for the change, Tiff. I am every day, every day. Right on. Thanks, Reg, for your assistance in that segment. My pleasure. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're moving on in the show. We're going to do something a little different today, Reg. What you got, Tiff? Um, because you know, fashion industry always, you know, it's a it's an industry of change. Uh, some good, some bad, mostly good. We have to be a podcast of change. So we, we, we touched a little bit about it in our intro. You know, let's make some changes. Let's talk about change. Uh, but let's change up our format a little bit. Got to keep right. it fresh for us and our listeners. Okay. So I'm bringing in a new segment today. What do you have? So the new segment. <laughs> uh, so instead of fashion hero. What? And the I must have it item. What? I know. It's okay. You're going to be okay. I'm going to guide you through it. It's going to be painless, and you're going to be no, like, very excited. No, change is painful. So the new segment is called Accessorize to Maximize. Oh. See? A to the M. Do you like it? Yeah, it's cute. Isn't it? Yeah. It's cute. It, it rings, you know, it, people will be saying it in their sleep. Accessorize like to maximize. Because it rhymes. So break it down. What is, what is this? So uh, my tagline is Accessorize to Maximize Your Look. Or your gear, that is. And it's about, we're going to talk about accessories. So, right. I like accessories. So, in everyday men's fashion, we're talking about, mostly talking about suiting. Because that's, that's what you're, you're really good at. But you can do anything. Yes. But men need a lot of help with their suiting in, in a lot of ways. And you take a three-piece suit and a two-piece suit. And you've got, you know, jacket, slacks, and sometimes a vest. But... That's not it. That's not all you have. You've got other things that, that are called accessories that sure. are going to basically, it's like, a, I think I said this to you before, a suit is like a, uh, a canvas upon which uh, you can place accessories like adding paint to a canvas to mm. create a painting. You could do the same thing with suiting, right? Sure, that's, or that's smooth. Or not like even that. just suiting. You could do it with uh, jeans and a jacket. It's, or, Yeah. Accessories bring your personality, your flair to what you're wearing. Yes. It makes a statement. No doubt. To who you are. So let's talk about that. We've got several different kinds of accessories that we could talk about. And I want to, in this segment, deep dive into a different accessory each time. So our accessory that I'm bringing today uh, is my favorite accessory of all time, simply because... I don't know what I have a love affair with the pocket square. There I am <laughs> rhyming again. What is oh, up with that? Man, the flow. I know, right? Killing the game. I don't know what it is about pocket squares, but when I see a purse, 
person because, you know, women are rocking suits these days, too. Let me just yes. put that out there. Yeah, they are. With pocket squares. I just, I don't know. I'm like, to me, it goes, I'm a detail-oriented person, and that's detail. That is detail that's often left out. I mean, not everybody's wearing pocket squares, but right. I'm starting to see more and more each day. So uh, now that you know my love of pocket squares, which you have always known, let's talk about it. Sure. What, what, you is, got? A, what is a pocket square? It is a piece of cloth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a fashion word of the day, too. No, no, no. So a pocket square is a handkerchief. You know, basically, if you think about it, it's a piece of cloth, like a handkerchief. Uh, it does have its roots in the handkerchief. Everybody knows what a handkerchief is. A hanky. And it's, a, it's, it's placed in the breast pocket of a jacket, yes. of a blazer, or a jacket, or a, a suit coat. You know, it's, yes. you know, it's that breast pocket. It's an adornment. Yes. It's not a necessary item. It's not necessarily a practical item this day and age. It can be. Yeah, it can be. But it's mostly worn as an adornment. Sure. So, um, my love for a pocket square is... Uh, most of the time I like practical things. This is totally impractical in this day and age. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have the, 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 it's rooted in something very practical, right. but in this day and age, it's, it's, it's like I said before, and it's accessory. So let's talk about, we've talked about what, physically what it is. So what's its origin and its history? Do you know? You have any I idea? Do, I really don't, to be honest. Um, well, I did a lot of research on this because, you know, where did it come did. from? I mean, you know, you got so many pockets in a suit jacket, blazer, whatever. Why do you need that one? What's going on with that breast pocket? So um, I got three different kinds of origin stories. Hmm. One says it goes all the way back to the days in Egypt when the men would use a handkerchief, a piece of cloth, dyed red. It specifically stated that it was dyed red to mm. wipe the dust off the brow when crossing the desert. Uh, another one said King Louis XVI was the first to uh, use the pocket square. It was a handkerchief uh, that he used to, he perfumed it to put over his nose uh, because it just, Europe smelled back then, <laughs> basically. And that's the way the royalty was able to get through the day of smells. Just a little perfumed hanky that they'd place in their breast pocket or their, you know, at the turn of the century pocket. You know, the britches, the pants, the dungarees started having pockets and they would put the handkerchiefs in there. Um, so this is now how it um, evolved from being something. Also, another story I read is how the royal courts used the handkerchief. Uh, back in the turn of the 1600s, 17, that would, during the, the jousting in the nights, the days of the nights, the ladies right. would give their handkerchiefs as favors to the knights that they wanted to win, and the knights would wear it on their armor. So uh, the wow. handkerchief was used, and then, you know, turn of the, it was used to blow your nose. Sure. It was very functional coming into the 20th century, um, and they would put it in their breast pocket or their pants pocket. Uh, they stopped putting it in their pants pocket because that's normally where the coins were kept and the pants pocket was <laughs> dirty. So you didn't want to blow your nose on a dirty hanky. <laughs> so you started putting it in your breast pocket. And then it became fashionable and making it minimal. So they started making the handkerchiefs, the piece of cloth, smaller. So it wasn't necessarily a hanky anymore. It was 
a fashionable item called a pocket square. Now we're into the 1900s when this happened. And then it kind of sort of fell off because of um, business casual coming into play in the, in the corporate world. You didn't have to dress up anymore in this day and age 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Right. It started so the falling 20th off. Century. One thing that totally almost uh, put the nail in the coffin of the pocket square, Kleenex. The disposable. Yes. Because oh. you didn't need a handkerchief anymore. Handkerchiefs were considered unsanitary. I remember my father used to always blow his nose in a handkerchief and stick it back in his pocket. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, how often is that thing washed? That was, and thus was born the Kleenex. And pretty much the pocket square sort of, you know, there was no practical use for it anymore. And he didn't see it as much. I, in the past five years, have noticed it more and more going to weddings or, or, or events that, you know, all of a sudden I started seeing this thing hanging out of the breast pocket <laughs> of, of the suit jacket or a jacket jacket. And I'm like, oh, wow, my eye goes right to it. And it's not always the same. It's different. It's a statement depending on who's wearing it, right? Sure. So that's when I was like, I got to, what is that? What is that? You know, because I was also, you know, I wasn't in the fashion game, but I was in the dressing game, the costuming game. So I'm like, what is that? And that's when I was like, oh, the pocket square. And it became something for me of a, uh, you know, you, it, it, it makes a difference in a man who uses a pocket square or leaves that part of the canvas blank. Right? Yeah, I like your whole canvas thing. It that's... is. Why yes. would you leave that blank? Well, it's a, you can it's a you part of to. expressing yourself. I agree. So that's why I wanted to deep dive into the pocket square and, and talk about it for the everyday uh, man because it is now back in fashion and you see it more and more. One of the articles I read uh, attributed to the millennials. The millennials are bringing back the pocket square. Really? Yep. That's what the article said. And uh, I believe it. You know, the whole hipster thing. They're taking, they, they bring what's old is new in the hipster culture. You know, they're, they're wearing vintage clothing. They're dressing in a vintage style sometimes. Uh, and bringing it back, but then, then bringing it into the modern day with whatever accessories they, they want to add to it. Um, so it's sort of interesting, um, the evolution of the pocket square. I love it. Mm. And, um, and so with that... Okay, we have a pocket square. We have a pocket to put the pocket square in. Yes. There has to be rules, right? Did you know that there are rules for wearing pocket square? I did not know this, Tiffany. Well, before we move on to that, what are your thoughts with what I've, what I've brought to the table so far? Well, I, I love this canvas analogy. I rock pocket squares. You do. And I think you were the first person I ever saw really regularly wearing that pocket square <laughs> outside of a special event. Oh, okay. Like you just wore it daily. Yeah. You completed your look. Yeah, for me. Absolutely. I've liked them ever since I was growing up. I watched my grandpa use one. And I think he was he was certainly the same era as your did you say your dad? I mean that whole hanky thing. Yep. I vaguely remember that as a kid. But yeah, he rocked them, so I rocked them. And then, as usual, I, I rocked them more. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, you have a I very, very special one. I do, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I had to go to my grandparents' old place because of my mom's passing, unfortunately. And going through stuff, there weren't many things left of my grandpa's, unfortunately, which really made me sad and crestfallen. But I was able to find at least one thing, and that was a set of hankies and pocket squares. Hmm. And now I'm done, ladies and gentlemen. I'm never buying a pocket square again. I'm done. Why? Because I have my own backups, and now I have his stuff. And most of it, I've been able to, I got cleaned and everything. And recently, I've been rocking two of his. In one suit, I have a cotton pocket square, really cotton hanky, to really be honest, a cotton hanky with his initial W and some frilly stuff, some pattern stuff. So I've been rocking that. So I've been really proud of that. And lately, I have another hanky that has his name and script. And I put that in a sport jacket of mine. So his name is Walter. My name is not Walter. <laughs> and I couldn't be more proud to uh, to have it. I love it. I love it. And it it's a beautiful beautiful pocket square hanky thank you um it it looks like it's hand yeah hand <laughs> it looks like yeah old school scripted, yes. yeah yeah yes definitely way before i was ever thought of needle point right? i believe it I, I guess i believe it was probably 50s 60s wow yeah yeah, yeah. and it's cotton looks like it's yes white it is 100 cotton yes white cotton okay and uh yeah i you know <laughs> I, and i love I it love that it. it says your grandfather's name walter if you think it's a conversation starter for you i guess people can come up to you and go hi walter I know. thinking they're all smart knowing your name yeah my i'm not, name trying is not to, walter yeah i'm not trying to bait them it's just it's just in reverence uh, to I my know. grandpa which is awesome thank you thank i you. love it i love it thank you and i uh you have another one that i really 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 like it's the uh, the Egyptian one. Yeah, yeah, that gets a lot of Cleo- uh, Cleopatra. Is it or no? Just it's Egyptian? Horus. No, Horus? it's Horus. Big okay. shout out to Kent Wang. So I know I shouted them once on the instant. I was like, "This is my cultural pocket square." I'm sure they were like, "Uh," but it is. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I rocked that this past week, and and I went to an event. And the person serving wine made a made a comment. It's a, every time I've been with you, new it's a it is a showstopper because you know pocket squares they're solid colors or they're patterns. This is uh, this is it looks like a painting. Oh, it's it's a whole hieroglyphic piece. I yeah, mean, no question. Yeah, it's yeah. very individual. And I, I set it up so that the Horus. I'm like that. It's peeking out above the top. Yeah, <laughs> it's very deliberate. It's absolutely a conversation starter. Yeah, I guess. And in my research, I found there's many others that are are actual pieces. It looks like pieces of art, paintings. Yes, I want to. I want to. Amazing. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be so blatant, but I really have to shout out Kent Wang because they definitely. You should look at their stuff I will. because it's it's significant. It's really striking, and I love that stuff. And if I wanted to, I could really buy a whole bunch from them. But I won't. I can't. I have enough. Okay. That's my what you pocket say. Squares, my pocket squares have pocket squares. <laughs> from the way your wardrobe has a wardrobe from the way it sounds. Yeah, that's true. So uh, getting back to the basic origin and history and 
Uh, one of the things I read as far as uh, what happened with the pocket square and 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 it, uh, probably one of the issues is it does it draws attention to your outfit. Hell yeah! You put a pocket square in that breast pocket. That's people the are plan. going. People are going to look at you, and you know a lot of guys this day and age. The everyday man just gets dressed, you know, okay, I'll just wear this. They, they're not confident in their game. Right. So they don't want to draw too much attention to what they're wearing because they're like, oh, does it work? Does it match? Da, 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 this and that and the other thing. And so a pocket square basically goes, I know what I'm doing. This is a choice. And I put this together sure. on purpose. Sure, but they run a spectrum. So you could just lay in the cut pocket square wise or you can go kapow. Right. And everything in between. You absolutely can. What I uh, one of the things I said, you can, you can, you you can bring out your personality with a little bit of this flair. You know, from subtle and understated, meaning just a square edge yes. picking up, peeking above the, the pocket, to uh, bold and expressive. You can do the full, full, and I have the name for that, by the way, the full plume that comes out. Sure. It's called the puff. It's called the puff. It actually has a name. So let's move on to uh, to what I'm alluding to, and that is there are certain ways that you can fold your handkerchief Certainly. to pocket square to fit into the breast pocket. And sure. there are certain rules that you should probably, or I should say guidelines, really, when putting your pocket square in. Um, so let's do the guidelines first. You want to do that? Uh, sure. I, I didn't realize there were rules and guidelines. Yeah. Well, so. first of all, I want to mention this, this amazing resource that I found online because, and my husband just entered into the pocket square game. Oh, I bought him. Your husband who's not my client. No, <laughs> I bought, you know, we no. got a, when I was shopping at Macy's and found offended. my fashion fine, I went through the men's area and stumbled upon pocket squares. <laughs> He's never owned a pocket square in his entire life. What? I wanted to be the one to buy him his first yeah, I get it. pocket yeah, square. You never forget your first. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I couldn't buy just one. Of course not. How many did you buy, Tiff? Four. I was going to say five. Silk. Nice. All silk. I just wanted. I was. I just wanted to do silk. Colors, patterns. What'd I did two solids and two patterns. Okay. I had to do a solid white because that's your basic. Nice. And I. It wasn't. It's a solid black, but it's pa- the fabric. The silk is a pad. It's. It's probably a dupioni or a shangong, so it has some texture to it. Um, and then, then two patterns: one a blue pattern and one of gray pattern. Okay. So we've got all of our basic colors. Covered, right? Okay. And it's just solids and patterns. We didn't okay. we didn't go extravagant. And it was very affordable. They were on sale. I had to. Yes. It was one of those ridiculous sales. They were calling. I mean, it was telling. I mean, basically, I stole them. I mean, <laughs> if you want to get down to it. I was like, really? I'm like, okay, honey, you're in the game now. <laughs> we're going to style you. So, um, the, I got to introduce you guys. You got to go online. It's called The Gentle Manual. The gentle manual. So it combines gentleman and manual into one word, the gentle manual. Okay. Handbook for the gentleman and scoundrels. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I search everything you need to know about pocket squares. So you have to go on. It's a four-pager, but that includes ads. That's why it's so long. Mm. But it's got – it's a very fun little manual, and it's all about pocket squares, everything that you need to know. Okay. Um, so one of the things uh, that – 
that they provide for you are, are your rules or guidelines. And the right. number one thing is that your pocket square should not match your tie. And I yes. think we've talked about that. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, w- I would agree. You don't want to be matchy-matchy. Can I tell you, I read in one of the comments that one guy almost blew his lid going, what do you mean it can't match? What do you, you can't say that it can't match. And he just went off on, you know. It's yucky. Yeah, it, it's sort of, yeah. It, it, it's whack. To me, it's, it shows laziness. You know, you need, that's an opportunity to coordinate. Don't match. Coordinate. Right. So that's, uh, that's a rule or a guideline to use. Sure. I would um, and the other one is, if you're not wearing a tie... Uh, complement your other accessories with the color of your pocket square or go from contrast. Just don't match. You know what I'm saying? If you're not wearing sure. a tie, your pocket square doesn't have to match your shirt or, you know, it just, just complement. You know, you get, get within the same color hue sure. or, you know, this kind of sort of the area. The other one, which is definitely a rule, avoid the bulge. What does that mean? Meaning your breast pocket needs to lay flat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can't just, you know, bold. You can't. You got to be careful that when you're putting your pocket square in, you don't have this big bulge coming out right. of your breast. <laughs> uh, that's another reason why they size down from the regular 16 by 16 hanky to the smaller size. Pocket squares are smaller than hankies. Hankies used to be 16 by 16 square piece of cloth. Um, and I didn't mean used to be handkerchiefs. Maybe they still are. Some are much bigger. But that was the standard back in the day. Now, pocket squares are, are smaller for the most part. And that is so that when you fold them or when you put them in your breast pocket, they don't create a tremendous bulge. Gotcha. But if you're using a standard handkerchief and you're trying to do some sort of real extravagant puff, make sure you don't have the bulge. No so, bulge. Um, you can wear a pocket square everywhere. I try. You don't have to wait for a special event. You put on a jacket, you put on a coat, put a pocket square in it. Pocket square it. Pocket square it. Uh, Last thing, I thought this was pretty interesting. Your fold should match your mood first and the event you're attending second. Oh. Isn't that interesting? It is. Can I elaborate? Absolutely. What do you got? Um, I took that to mean that consider where you're going. Are you going to, you know, a fabulous outdoor, indoor event that's a party, that's fun and exuberant? Then wear, and you're you're feeling party fun, wear something that's, you know, outgoing, exuberant and fun. If you're going to something quiet, something respectful, then, you know, stick with your classic, your your, your little square or your, your point sticking out of the top. Just something quiet and, you know, because you're feeling respectful. That's what I took that to mean. Well, Tiff, if I may, it kind of sounds like you're going with the second point and not the first point. The first point is just go by your personality. Yes. I sort of did combine that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I did. Maybe get a buzzer. (laughs) We have one. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying you you didn't abide by the rule. Right? I was breaking that that first rule. uh, just broke down. So go by your personality, not by the event. How are you feeling that day? Right. So if you're going to a funeral and you don't want to wear the classic, but you want to wear... Uh, not, yeah, you wouldn't wear a puff, but you could wear a winged puff. Do it. If you're feeling winged puff, wear the winged puff, even though you're going to a funeral. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that, that, that guideline, but it's out there. 
do be creative. Do what you want. Sure. So I'm throwing out these names. So I have a I yeah. Mean, you you got a whole bunch. I'm like, man, I don't think I know any of these. So in the handbook for gentlemen and scoundrels, there's ten ways to fold. Wow. Yeah. So see if you know any of these. The classic you already stated. And that is, uh, I don't, I couldn't print out. The, it literally comes with directions of which way to fold. Oh, that's slick. With illustrations. Nice. So that you can fold it and then you slip it into your pocket and it, it you know, appears. So I've seen you do the classic very, very often. Okay. So you got that down and that's just basically a, <laughs> that's right. a fold, a f- fourfold and you slide it in. Yeah. With a, just the sliver sticking out of top. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you've got the square, which is the presidential, which is similar to the classic. But it, it, it's, it's a little different. You got to go online and see it. Okay. And then you have your points. You got your yeah, one point. Yeah, I've never done the points. One point, two point, three point, four point. I mean, how many points can you have? The points are slick, but I've never done it. Four points? Oh, it's, a, it's so interesting, but it's a very intricate. But they've got line-by-line line directions, and they nice. also have illustrations. So check it out. Then you've got the puff, which is... You know, pinching it up in the center of the fabric. I like the puff. And then drawing it through your forefinger and your thumb. And then uh, pulling down pulling down the edges and then p- tucking it in. Very cute. The winged puff. It's similar, but it comes with some folds. Mm. The crown. And the scallop. Not familiar. Did you know that there were ten ways to fold your pockets? No, I did not. Look at that. I know. This is why I like to do the accessory deep dive. And I know I, I I have too much excitement for Pocket Square, but I just think it's an no, it's underutilized accessory in the menswear game of today. And I'm talking everyday menswear. Wear it every day. If you got a jacket, wear it. Well, I think you broke us down, Tiff. I did, right? I'm glad I've been abiding by some guidelines, maybe not all the rules. But... You were an inspiration. <laughs> But besides you, when we first, when I first explored Dapper Dan, uh, when we were doing, doing him for our episode and our just pocket. the research, the pictures, the man can do a pocket square. Like he, and they're not the same. He knows how, he probably had, this is just 10 ways to fold. I'm sure he's got extra ways to fold. I mean, I'm sure of it. He's a genius and he's, uh, he's beautifully put together. So between him and you, y'all were my inspirations. <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. Learned a lot here on this Tiff Takeover. And let me point out that I've known you for how many years? A long time. I don't know. It's got to be 13 at least. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. And I think maybe the second time I ever saw you, you had a pocket square. Ta-da. I was like, who is that man and what is that in his pocket? Coordinate, Marcus. Coordinate. <laughs> and that is it for our new segment. Very cool, Accessorize to maximize. A to the M. And thanks, Reg. I appreciate you riding along. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. All right. Shall we move to the final segment of the episode? Yeah. What do you got? Fashion word of the day. Fashion word word of the day. day. I got one. You got one? Of course. Mine is really two words. All right. And it's probably, you know, I'm pretty sure you'll get it. You want me to go first or you want to yeah, go first? Yeah, you can go first. All right. So for those who are just joining us, the fashion word of the day is a segment where uh, both Reg and I bring a word to the table, a fashion word um, that we uh, present to each other. 
and we ask each other to spell it, define it, and... Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Reg really loves the sentence part. Don't, don't, don't let him fool you. You know he does. So uh, the fashion word of the day, Reg. Give me yours. High waters. High waters. Yep. That used to be an insult back in my uh, Still is. junior high days. <laughs> High waters. High waters are, it refers to the hem length, the hem length of a pair of dungarees, uh, trousers, pants, uh, and it's uh, ankle length or above. Yes. Some people want it even higher than the ankle. Yes. And it's spelled H-I-G-H-W-A-T-E-R-S. High waters. And my sentence is, I took my high waters for a spin while walking along the riverbank with my friend. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you got it. <laughs> what you got, Tiff? All right, Reg, you ready? Sure. Mine's similarly easy. Oh, right. Collar gap. Collar gap? Collar gap. Collar gap? C-O-L-L-A-R-G-A-P. Correct. You yeah. spelled it right. I have no idea what it means. Well, it's essentially exactly what it says. Collar gap. Okay. It's a gap in your collar, but I mean, that's I'm going to read. Stuff. I'm going to read the definition. An undesired, undesired space between the shirt collar and the suit collar. So we talk about, oh, yeah, yeah, we talk, a, we talk right. a lot about bespoke tailoring, uh, made to measure. And this is something that's, that is that will tell you if a person a suit that they're wearing is bespoke tailored or any or made to measure it's, it's especially in the back it's often referred to as the collar gap your suit collar should hu- should hug your shirt collar a collar gap is often a sign of other fitting issues other fitting issues so make sure you close that gap tailors nice. can fix the issue depending on the cause but unless your jacket was very expensive it's unlikely to be worth the cost. Take note of this when trying on suits in the fitting room. You got to make sure your collar of your jacket lays against the collar of your shirt. You got me. But it's notable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Very important. Very important when we're talking about, you know, helping helping the everyday man look his very best. You see that and it's like, boom, that's yeah. a perfectly tailored suit. Yeah, it can happen. All right, now. You did good, Tiff. Thanks, Reg. You're welcome. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout goes to our producer, Search. Everyone down with the NYFG. Thank you again for listening. If you're new, thank you for joining us. If you've been with us, thanks for hanging. Many more episodes. This is episode 20, so check out episodes 0 through 19. If you're just joining us, they're fun. And And if you've got anything that you want to uh, want us to cover, please email us. Email us at at, uh, podcast at nyfashiongeek.com and we'll take it up. Check us out on the Insta New York Fashion Geek. DM us. Consultation. I can do that. Free. Yep, yep. Let's note that. The consultation is free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always Always be fly.